This episode of Star Trek Excelsior is dedicated to the memory of Samuel Blake Shapiro. Sam was a line producer with us for a number of years before he passed away suddenly on Halloween due to a heart failure. He was 16. His talent and energy are greatly missed. We encourage all our listeners who have benefited from his behind-the-scenes work to donate to Sam's memorial fund at the Ty Warner Sea Center in Santa Barbara, California. Thank you. Simon, I don't want you to think you owe me anything. You saved our lives yesterday. And you saved mine. Promise me you'll never doubt that. Sir, we only have a few seconds. Help! Simon's been tackled! Alex, I'm terminally ill. I'm not scared of death. There are scarier things than dying, Westlake. Simon's been tackled! We don't have time! Get him out of there! I don't have a clear shot! Promise me. We don't have time! Get him out of there! I don't have a clear shot! Shot, Alex! Promise me. Great prophet, guide me. No! Simon! Great prophet, guide me. No! Simon! We're out of here. Shields up! Promise me. Great prophet, guide me. Then we're stranded out here. Alone. I'm not going to let us die out here, Simon. A promise. No! Simon! <gasps> Alex, wake up. Wake up. Simon. Where's Simon? On your feet, Lorak. I need your help with the modulators. But, but what about. Omega. He's dead. I shot Simon. Alex, I'm sorry, but this can't wait. If the modulators give out. Yeah. Yes. Right, of course. What do you need? Engine status. I can't tell if these bluegill computers are busted or just plain confusing, but I can't make heads or tails of the damage readout. A fix in our position would be a nice bonus. Just... Uh, just show me where. Ow! Watch that ceiling. It's a tiny ship. Was it even built for humanoids? Very flexible humanoids, I guess, who don't get leg cramps. Great. Nothing I don't deserve. This image represents the warp core. As far as I can tell. Well, I'm not sure where we are, but engines are online and pumping out 30 Cochrans. The modulators are only seeing five. And it's a relay problem. I don't suppose you found the environmental controls. It's a sauna in here. Oh, I found them all right. Primary heat dissipators are wrecked. Which means that even if we can fix the warp engines... Running them at full power will cook us alive. But if we don't run them at full power... It'll take almost five years to get back to Federation space. Air recirculation is at half power, too. We won't suffocate. For now. What about your Orion pheromones? Without recirculators, are they under control? 
Oh, yeah, while you were asleep, I pulled over at a passing star base and I got a pheromone suppression treatment. I'm sorry I forgot to mention it or to ask for a new life support system. Oh, good. Sarcasm. Try again. You're about to find out that being an Orion woman means a lot more than green skin. We'll both be prone to short tempers, strong feelings, and weak concentration. Just what we need right now. They should only affect me, shouldn't they? Technically, they do. But my body only starts firing off pheromones when it's in an estrus cycle. And, unfortunately, the old slavers called us animal women for a very good reason. It's not a relay problem. I checked while you were sleeping. It has to be a relay problem, Commander. Oh, are we back to using ranks now? I'll check your work. No. I did my job, sir. Do something useful instead. Like documenting all the ways this ship's going to kill us. Make a Neva, you can't even read the engine status. The fact that I want to hit you, that's pheromones, right? Yeah, pheromones. The feeling's mutual. <sighs> this should be fun. Shut up, Lorok. Star Trek Excelsior is proud to welcome you to Season 4. Ex Astris Mirificentia. Starring Larry Phelan as Commander Alcar Dovan. Gareth Bowley as Joshua Underwood. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Emily Potter is Dr. Melissa Sharp. Michael Liebman as Alex Roll. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. And Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. Episode 1 Picking Up the Pieces. Excuse me. Can I help you? Yes, I'm looking for Brady Winters. She was here in sickbay. Ah, uh, she may have been moved to one of the recovery wards after surgery. Let's see. Her name was Brady... Winters. About 5'7", long dark hair, looks like she never washes it. Oh, Brady! Lovely woman. She's in, um... Oh no. What is it? Can I ask you to take a seat, ma'am? What is it? <clears throat> hmm? Oh, Captain Duven. Skipper Cox, I didn't expect to find you in stellar cartography. Is that what you call this place? It's incredible. A giant sphere of stars all around you. I've never seen so many. Until you rescued me and my crew, I never thought I would. Well, the stars aren't just something to look at. 
They're an extremely valuable tool. Stellar Cart helps Excelsior chart new sectors, study plasma phenomena, anything you need. Oh, do you need to study a plasma phenomenon? No, I came down here to brood. And the stars are something to look at. You? Yeah, same. Skipper, you ever heard of James T. Kirk? I admit we've been out of touch, Dovan, but not that out of touch. I grew up on those stories same as you, from Organia to Johnny Harrison. The first greatest five-year mission in history. You know how many people Kirk lost on that five-year mission, total? No idea. No idea. Seventy-three. Yeah. I, however, have been in command five weeks, and I've tripled that number. This morning I was at six memorials, and I have twelve more before bed. Look, Captain, if you want to compete in the Pain Olympics, you may as well quit now, because I could fill a book. I don't, Skipper. I just want to look at the stars. What's that? What? Those small white nodes. They're not stars. They're too small and moving way too fast. Oh, subspace nodules. Scanner deck picked them up this morning. Normally we'd stop to investigate. Subspace and normal space shouldn't be able to interact without a warp field. Except in a few exotic theories. But with the ship the way it is... You might want to take a closer look at them, Captain. It's just an anomaly, Skipper. Maybe. When the Anbar was out of the Big Empty, there was this race called the Sakar. Sometimes friends, sometimes not. This week we were on not because of a little accident on their home ship. They fired at us with a form of subspace torpedo. Followed us for days before we could get the Sakar to call it off. They looked a lot like these nodules, yours, Captain. I'm going to have another word with Scanner Deck. Excuse me. Dovan. It's not there, is it? I don't know what they're gonna do to me when we get back home. Drum me out of the service, throw me in prison, hell. Maybe hand me over to Brahms people and shoot me dead. I don't care anymore. I just want them to make sure I never set foot on another starship again. Come. Melissa? Ask her. Come in. I'm sorry, I know I said at breakfast that I'd have those symphonies I promised you today, but it's been busy, and let me see if I can find them. It's fine, Melissa. I just thought I'd check. I do have that book of crosswords for you, though. Oh, thank you. These are going to keep me sane until the ship's library is back online. It's not a problem. My brother Bezu was an absolute fiend for word games. And somehow my grandmother got it into her head that they make a perfect birthday present for me, too. Then I owe you a favor. And your grandmother, too. Really, let me see if I can find you that music. Actually, I had something else in mind. Really? I'm game. Grapevine has it that you've been providing the Marines with 
what are they calling them? After action personal integration debriefings. After action person. Oh, well, I've been calling them counseling sessions, but yes, the majors made them mandatory for the entire detachment, himself included. You want me to extend the offer to security division too? Yes, I do. Everyone's talking about the marine assault on Jevanon, but the fight my security teams put up when the Excelsior was invaded wasn't any less heroic. Or any less bloody. I'll start scheduling appointments immediately. How immediately? Why? Is there someone in security who needs urgent, uh, debriefing? Yes. Me. General Brahms' death. Yes. No. I'm... There's not anything wrong with me, Doctor. Of course not. Why don't you have a seat? You knew the General for a long time, didn't you? He saved my life. And you weren't able to save his. We all knew it was a suicide mission, Melissa. The surprise was that any of us came back, not that some of us didn't. I was lucky. And how does that make you feel? Really? Well, if you want to conduct this debriefing yourself, you can ask whatever questions you want. Until then, how did it make you feel to outlive Isaac Brahms? Well, I think it should feel bittersweet. Brahms betrayed his uniform, his oath, and all the principles they stood for. More than that, he betrayed me. And after what he did to Rawl, I would have killed him myself. In the end, Captain Cortez proved him wrong about everything important anyway. I don't mean to sound callous, but Brahms deserved what he got. It's sad to see a great man pass away, but it's good to see justice served. And? And what? You didn't answer the question. Weren't you listening? Yes. You said that's how it should feel. Is that how you feel right now, Asuka? I feel like I'm bleeding to death, Melissa. Do you think, eventually, if he'd survived, do you think you might have forgiven him? Forgive him? I can hardly think of anything more heinous. The only people who have any right to forgive Isaac Brahms will never have that chance. So, no. He shouldn't ever be forgiven. Not by us. Not by the living. That's another should answer, Asuka. But it's not what I asked. Do you think you might one day have forgiven him? Melissa, I already had. Got you. No, not again. How's that life support coming, Neva? I'm not working on life support. I'm trying to get mid-range sensors back up, but the resolution won't stay put. Mid-range sensors? Neva, we don't need mid-range sensors. We need life support. Life support's a losing game right now, Alex. We have to put down somewhere if we want any hope of getting home with oxygen in our bloodstreams. We don't have time for this. Look, Neva, all the intelligence data we've captured from the Bluegills is sitting in this computer core, and the computer core is falling apart. I'm already having to cannibalize the parts of the data store just to keep the air we have going. Every second we're out there, the Federation's chance of surviving shrinks. There's a planet out there, Lieutenant. Habitable. Just barely. 
and if I can get a fix on it... I don't care if it's Elysium. We are not diverting. Simon died to get this intel off the ground. I am not. I am not letting it go to waste. We need a command decision here, Lorak, not a guilt parade. You don't think this is a command decision? Am I supposed to be impressed with your command performance so far? You're still alive. Simon isn't. I... I'm sorry, sir. That was... It's what you really think. No, it's... You're not the only one. Sir, Simon didn't die to get that intelligence back home. He died to get us back home. Feels like he's still hanging on. Let every megabyte of that data that we lose... Find that damn planet, Commander. However long it takes, however much intel is left, we are getting home alive. Hang on there. Cutting throttle. You're breaking formation. Signal the rest of the patrol to slow. What are those things on the hull? Where? Like there. Just astern of the Deck 3 lateral sensor array. Like a big, black, burnout blister. That's one of the external hollow emitters, Captain. Or it was. It's been shot up pretty bad. Conditioned far beyond repair. Jehoshaphat. And that's what they all are? Yes, sir. About a dozen left. Adao's teams have already removed the worst ones. Hard to believe. But it helps explain why we're three weeks out of the Dark Matter Nebula and still have to fly combat air patrols to get any long-range sensor data. All right. Resuming flight pattern. When's our next pass at the Excelsior? Three minutes, twelve seconds. Lower port quadrant. Anything I should be looking for? The cracked warp cell is pretty spectacular, but the damage is mostly superficial. Watch for the hull breaches instead. The fires you'll notice are from the EPS mains that were cut during the battle. They're the reason Ensign Adow can't maintain warp speed for more than an hour at a time. Fires? But they're exposed to hard vacuum. Plasma fires, sir. Ah. Run a battery of scans on your way past. We found two survivors that way the other day. We might get lucky again. Vescent, you're approaching Apogee. Adjust azimuth 7 degrees and engage long-range sensors. Yes, sir. You have to wonder whether it was all worth it. We didn't have a choice. If we hadn't fought at Gevanon, our whole civilization would have been wiped out. Us along with it. And that's all we got out of this, isn't it? Survival. No other benefit. 150 crew members dead and an entire planet exterminated just to maintain the status quo antebellum. That's why we're here, isn't it? To protect the Federation? No, not me. I thought we were explorers. We are. Really? And in your 20-odd years of service, how many new planets have you charted? How many first contacts have you witnessed? How much actual exploring have you done? That wasn't my path. The Intelligence Division protects what we have so that Exploratory can freely execute its mission. I've been in Exploratory my entire career, Rawl, and I haven't had the opportunity to execute that mission the entire time. I've never seen a first contact. 
I've never walked on an uncharted world. I've spent 20 years fighting wars or recovering from them. You failed. We failed. And here's the result. A wrecked ship, a decimated crew, and survival. You're not going to face court-martial, are you? You're going to resign. I'm not afraid of a trial, Mr. Rawl. I could survive that too if I wanted, win my case. But winning for the sake of winning, it's not really winning at all. And if they're gonna send me to die out here in the dead of night a hundred thousand light years from home, I want to know that I died for something. Something lasting. Something decent. Something like the Federation. Odd hearing that from you, Rawl. Just last month, you were telling Lorak an elaborate story about how those intelligence friends of yours had brainwashed you and turned you into General Brahms's killing machine. You didn't believe it? Seemed a little convenient. It was. All pilots, scans are clear for this quadrant. Proceed to the next patrol area. Coming about to bearing 217. Two good people died. You're going to tell me you were powerless to stop yourself from killing them? No, I'm not. Lieutenant Lorak was naive to believe everything I suggested to him. So you did murder them? Yes, sir, I did. But I did it, of my own free will. Not Alex Lorak's Federation, not Trila Scott's Federation, not my Federation. Me. I made a mistake. Bantha Poodoo. The only difference I can see between us and the Dominion right now is the breathlessness of our self-justification. Your Federation turned a blind eye for as long as it thought it needed you in order to survive. Maybe. But now, I'm going home. My work is done, and my barbarity has been exposed. There's a full confession on my desk ready to transmit to Admiral Parker. And I think I'd be arrested whether I surrendered or not. We're no Dominion, sir. That's just cynicism masquerading as self-righteousness. Huh. Yeah, I guess it is. Sorry. For what it's worth, Captain, I wish I had had the wisdom to resign ten years ago. For what it's worth, Rawl? So do- Hang on, I've got something on short range. How did it get past us? Patroclus, something just dropped in two meters from my cockpit. Dear collision. Coming about. Jehoshaphat. I've got it on sensors. Barely. But I don't see anything. You can't see that? That's the biggest glowing sphere of octarine I've ever seen. That explains it. Humans can't see in that spectrum. Put us between it and the Excelsior and report anything interesting. Way ahead of you, Rawl. Fescent, take your wing and box it in. Sylvest, defensive formation along this heading. Don't let anything else through. Notify Ubari. The Excelsior was surprised automatically. It's a subspace nodule, isn't it? Yes, sir. What's it doing? Trying to get around us, for one. I'm matching course and speed. Do we have any weapons? Nothing that can tear a hole in subspace. Uh, Patroclus, two more nodes. They appeared behind us. We can't maneuver. Raw, this one's starting to pulse. All birds, hit the nest. Race them in. Captain. On it. 
Summit LSO, Fighter 116 Excelsior, requesting priority approach. Calling the bomb. Roll to Underwood, bringing the captain home. Go to warp, the minute we're all aboard. Aye, sir, captain. Neva! It's too hot. I know. It's past 40 centigrade. Any luck stabilizing the temperature? No. I'm barely keeping breathable air in this compartment. If we don't reach the planet soon, we'll be dead of heat stroke long before we run out of oxygen. If I can't keep the air scrubbers going... You'll succumb to my pheromones and we'll die running like animals on the floor long before we reach the planet. Yeah. You shouldn't be this close to me, sir. I have to be in order to give you this water. What? Where? I've been trying to coax the replicator into condensing it a drop at a time out of the air. This is what we've got so far. I can't take all that. It's barely an ounce. And it's all we have, isn't it? I'll be fine. Alex, you can... That's an order, Neva. Drink up. Slowly. It's not enough. I know. Let me help you with the replicator. No. With all due respect, Neva, I... I need to be as far away from you as possible right now. We need the water. Exactly. Keep working on the engines. Trust me, Neva. I'm terrible at relationships. Ask my last girlfriend. Sir, whatever happens to you here is pheromones, not a relationship. That's not how it works for me, Commander. I almost wish... What's that? Tractor beam. Where from? No idea. We don't have short-range sensors. The bluegills? Probably. What do we do? What can we do? Nothing. We keep running the distress call. If they contact us, we bluff. If they board us, we self-destruct. Until then, we stay alive. Two glasses of ice-cold water coming up. Time to intercept, Ms. Yubare. Three minutes, eight seconds. Engineering! Anything more you can give us would be very much appreciated. You're lucky to have what you've got, Bridge. Understood, Ensign Adow. Thank you for your efforts. Underwood, report. You have a clearer idea than I do. They're right on our tail. And we can barely keep our engines at warp five. They're gonna catch us. Where did they come from? Last report from Stellar Cartography had these three with the main herd, more than ten hours away. I wish I could tell you. I was tempted to blame our long-range sensor array, but I saw it myself. They weren't there, and then they were. The lead node is firing some kind of nucleonic pulse. Dangerous? Unknown. Impacted two, one, mark. All decks report no damage. Shields are down 12%. Sir, it's an energy drain. And once our shields are down, 
Assuming they're torpedoes, I think we know what happens next. Yubari, lock phasers. Dovan, phasers won't interact with subspace. They'll pass right through. I know, but they're all I've got. Yubari... Sir, they're breaking off. Dropping the warp two and adjusting course to rejoin their formation. Deciding we're not worth the effort? Or going back for reinforcements? I don't know. Maintain yellow alert, Rawl. Yubari, find me a weapon that works on these things. I'm so sick of this. Underwood, you have the bridge. Are you sure, Dovam? We'll be at Starbase sooner than you think. I know. And you'd better break in that chair before we get there. Otherwise, I can't guarantee that First Officer Yubari won't try to take it from you by assassination. You know, you both think you're being quiet, but I can't hear you. Me too. Hmm. I'll be in my ready room. Computer, why is it so cold in here? Temperature set by direct command. It's freezing. Who's first on the docket? Harkless, crewman Alan R. Updated status K-I-A. Next of kin, Ensign Timura Harkless. Assigned USS Crazy Horse, brother. Roberta Harkless, mother. Timurakan, father. <sighs> what medals have I applied him for? Application for the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor is pending submission. Uh-huh. Open a new letter. Address it to his parents. Standard template. Today's star date. Leave the details open for me. Computer, lower the ambient temperature another five degrees. Okay, I'm going to run it again. With any luck. This time at least we'll find out why the temperature controls are still all fine. Alex. I can't worry about the tractor beam until we're sure the shuttle won't cook us. Alex. Neva? I've stopped sweating. Is that normal? Oof. Orion's? It's heat stroke, Alex. I know. I'm shivering. It's warming me up even faster. I need. I need. Oh, son of a Borg! Chlorodiazepine. They've got to have some. Somewhere. Oof. I'll check. I know you tr tried to keep your promise, Alex. My... my promise. That we'd get home... alive. Oh... that promise. Someone might still pick up our distress call. Rescue us from the Blue Kills before we get wherever they're going. The distress call we're sending out is holographic. Holographic communicators were all we had left after the bombardment. I know, as well as you do, that holographic signals... degrade. At long range. No one will ever hear us, except the bluegills. And who knows what they want with us. I wonder if we'll live long enough to find out. Chlorodiazepine. Yeah. It will... stabilize me. Bring my core temperature down for the next hour or two. Got it. <laughs> oh... 
Thank you. That's much better. I'm glad. I should go back. Your beauty is... What? What is that? It's my diagnostic. The last set of changes. Neither they worked. We have temperature control. What? Lower by 10 degrees centigrade. 10? Let's try 20. Wonderful. Ah. I could kiss you, Alex Lorock. Don't let me stop you. Well, I guess you earned it. Just one. Don't get greedy. Never, Neva. Mm. Oh my, that that may have been a mistake. Maybe. Better, better try again. I don't think, Alex, this is pheromones. Yes, it is. But I think I'm in love. Alex, it might feel like love. Then it is love. It's not you. In this moment, in this place, yes, it is. And I can't change that, so take me as I am. What do you want from me, oh beautiful lady? Alex, please, please kiss me one more time. Personal Log Some starship commanders consider it their duty to give a eulogy at every memorial service. I'm not one of them. A captain remains as distant from his crew in death as he must in life. Yet, there are a few difficult exceptions. Melissa? Alcar? Is his final message ready to go? Yes. Right after you're finished, Alex will show up in the holographic ring just in front of the podium. He'll say whatever it is he was recorded to say. Then we cue the music. His will asked for trill percussion. I did my best. Then final commitment. Commitment? We don't have a body. What are we putting in the torpedo? Nothing. You should mention that in your remarks. I heard you're resigning. Seems like everyone's heard. Yeah, it's true. I'm only retaining command long enough to get these heroes home. Ah. Ah? That's it? Did you expect something else? Well, to be honest, Melissa, I expected you to try and talk me out of it. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? No, Alcar. I'm grateful you're resigning. I really like something about this ship, and I wasn't looking forward to requesting a transfer off it. I don't follow. Don't you? 
You won the Battle of Jevnon by using a biological weapon of mass destruction, which you deliberately lied to me about. And you don't follow the reason I can't serve under you anymore? I did lie to you, Melissa, but I can't apologize for it. If I'd told you about our plan to use the wasting, you would have become responsible for it. I couldn't allow that. Oh, sure. Very noble, Alcar. Except you know perfectly well that if you'd told me about your plan to use the wasting, I would have stopped you. That's what you wouldn't allow. You're right. We would all be dead, along with the rest of the Federation. Again, I can't apologize. Oh, so a just society can go to any lengths to defend itself? I've heard that line before. Who said that? Someone very much like you, Alcar Dovan. Dovan? They're ready. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to cut this short, Melissa. At any rate, I'm glad the Excelsior will still have you after I'm gone. <clears throat> Thank you all for coming. Alex Lorak was... Uh, Alex Lorak had... History has... has a flair. No, no, I can't... History has a flair for the dramatic. History remembers a narrow canon of carefully curated... No. To hell with this speech. Alex Lorak was the only person on my command team. Hell, sometimes I think he was the last one in the galaxy who still loved his Starfleet uniform. I know you all think you do. There are days when I think I love it too. At least, there used to be. I was wrong. Hollow. That love, it, it was... A long time ago, there was a war on Belarus. They called it the Philosopher's War. It was about uh, wasting Bolian life, like they all are. When the Nominalists and the Realists finished murdering each other, well, they built a monument to their remorse. A great library the greatest in the world. It was a symbol. Not just a beautiful building, but an idea. A hope. It drew my people together. The Bolian people fell in love with that library. Our symbol. Well, as the centuries passed, things changed. That library became a fortress, a capital city. Its warlord put that library on her coat of arms and sent thousands of men into battle for that library and they were happy to die for the library. They thought they loved it. But really, they killed it. And the saddest thing of all is that they didn't even know it. Nobody told Alex Lorak that Starfleet was dead. He wouldn't have believed it if we'd tried. 
I guess that makes him an idiot. But you need idiots. Like Alex Lorock. Or otherwise you... My name is Lieutenant Alex Lorock of the late Federation Starship Excelsior. To any and all ships capable of receiving this signal, Ensign I Adal, only known survivor. Please deactivate Lieutenant Lorock's final message. Power until is we're minimal. Ready. Life support is failing. Captain? We've set course for a planet this of your way. This isn't Lorock's last message. Then what? Please, a if distress you call. this message, whoever you are, find us. Help us. We're not Jehoshaphat! Going to Adal, get to engineering! We need top warp speed as soon as we have a fix on their signal! Who knows how long their life support will hold? That's not a question, Science Department! That's an order! Mr. Rota, get me time codes and survivability projections. I am fresh out of eulogies for my first officer. Bridge, this is the captain. I need a holographic signal triangulated, and I need it now. Action stations, action stations, all hands to condition red. Captain Dovan to the bridge. Repeat, all hands to action stations. Dovan to Underwood. Explain yourself. Captain, our subspace torpedo stalkers have just come back, and they've brought friends. We're under attack. Power is minimal. Life support is failing. Captain on the bridge. Yuvari, shield status. Falling steadily. We were able to harden them against the nucleonic pulses, but not completely. And they're firing a lot more of them. And as soon as our shields drop, we'll be vulnerable to warheads. Ugh. Lorak was a better tactician than I am. Underwood, what have you got? We think we have a weapon, Dovam. Engineering is calling it an inversion. It's a short-range isolytic burst that tears apart subspace where it hits. Those torpedoes will be torn apart. Then by all means, fire at will, Yubari. We've given the order, sir, but engineering needs time to power it up. How long? They said they'd be ready two minutes from now. Unfortunately, Dovan, our shields only have 60 seconds left. Well, whoever they are, they sure know how to build a torpedo. Raw, transfer everything you can spare to reinforce shields. Leave some juice to fly us out of here if it comes to that. Sir, I'm not sure I can stay ahead of them. I'm aware of that, but it might be our only option in about 40 seconds. Sir, shields are beginning to fluctuate. We need more time. Bridge to engineering. We need more shield power, Ensign, and we don't care where it comes from. You can have shields or a weapon, Bridge. Pick one. We'll take the weapon, Ensign. Thank you. Yubari, prepare a firing solution. Implement the moment the inversion is ready. Underwood, find a way to disrupt those nodes, or the torpedoes, or whatever the hell they are. Buy Adal the time she needs. I'm not much of an astrophysicist, Dovam. Those waves feel like they're firing in some kind of pattern. Figure out what it is. I don't need a field equation. I just need 30 seconds. Aye, sir. Sir, shield's collapsing. Rawl, you've taken everything you can. Yes, sir. 90% of ship's power is going to shields. We need more! I do not intend for this to be my graceful end. Engineering, I need that inversion. Now! We're trying. Shields are gone. 12 seconds to inversion. Mr. Rawl, take us... Oh, man, the pattern. It's 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, Dovan. 
two, three, five, seven, eleven. Engineering, turn off the inversion. I repeat, cancel the inversion now. Sir, what the hell? Mr. Rawl, transfer all power to navigational screens. Sir, those screens will leave us defenseless again, please. Just do it, mister. Underwood, did we stop the inversion in time? Yes, Dovan. Oh, thank the great bird. I don't understand, Captain. Do you think they've given up? If they have, it's our fault. Can you... Yes, yes, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve, but I'm going to need my protocol pads brought up here. Something tells me this could take a while. Understood. By the book, Underwood. Mr. Rawl, thank engineering for me for working so hard, then stopping just in time. Yes, sir. Captain, what the hell is going on? Two, three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen. Two, three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen, Lieutenant. Those are definitely numbers. Prime numbers, Lieutenant. Focus, Underwood. Righto. Okay, prime numbers. Oh my god. The first contact protocol. Exactly. All the way back to Space Boomer days, the universal signal of intelligent alien life has been a prime number sequence. Because prime number sequences don't appear in nature. Right. Those subspace nodes, they're not torpedoes. They weren't attacking us. They're intelligent creatures, and they just asked us if we are too. And we almost killed them. Almost. They must have been trying to use our shields for some reason. It was a sounding board, sir. If they communicate by nucleonic pulses, hitting our shields was the only way to get our attention. I thought the resonance frequencies were a byproduct of the attack. Now I can see. Those resonance frequencies are a form of inflection. Language. Can you adjust the deflector screens to compensate? I'm changing the notation, sir. If they try to make another transmission, we'll be able to read it without losing the deflectors. It'll pass right through them. That makes us sitting ducks, Captain. I'll make a note in my log. Underwood, you ready? Just now, Dovam. We have a transmitter, though search me how the translator will handle syntax. Well, then we better give it something to work with. Transmit at all resonances in all lingua codes. This is the Federation Starship Excelsior. We're happy to meet you. Message sent, Dovam. And we're receiving a reply. Universal translator locking on. Lieutenant Jubari, I believe you have my resignation letter queued up in the outbox. Uh, yes, sir, I do. Ready to transmit the moment we're in range of Starbase. Delete it for me, will you? Right away, sir. Dovan, I'm not sure what to make of this message. Why? What's the translator giving you? That's the problem. The translator thinks they're saying something like, it is not ours. Well, they've said it several times, I think it's important. Well, you're the diplomat. Ask them what it is. Right. Sir, two more subspace nodules just appeared off our port bow. They're carrying an object in some kind of tractor beam. Identify the object. Sir, it's a Gevinon orbital shuttlecraft. Life signs? Two. A trill male and an Orion female. Vitals weak, but stable. Lords of Cobalt. Sick Bay. Emergency transport. Underwood, thank them for me. You have the bridge. Of course. 
Permission to join you, Captain? Granted. Call relief, then meet me down there. Captain's Log, Stardate 60171.8. After spending several days with the subspace lifeforms, we're really only a little closer to understanding them. Even their name is untranslatable. Most of the crew has taken to calling them the Will-O-The-Wisps, except for astrobiology, which refers to them by a variety of curse words. Nevertheless, let the records show that I have absolute confidence in their peaceful intent and look forward to the day when our primitive communications evolve into full cultural exchange. However, I've indulged in this first contact for too long. It's time to go home for much-needed repairs and send a science vessel back in our place. We are approaching the Iconian Gateway that will take us back to Starbase 911. And, while it has been oddly silent, the crew could hardly be more eager for a friendly dry dock base liberties, and shore leave. I am less enthusiastic, knowing all that awaits me is Admiral Parker's court-martial. But I meet it knowing that today, after all these years, I have finally accomplished something worth dying for. Admiral Parker on deck. At ease. Thank you all for coming. I hope you found the Starbase's accommodations reasonable. Commander Masterson, Starfleet status? No change, sir. DEFCON 0 still in effect. Union Gateway, inactive. The evacuation fleet is on schedule to Delta Vega. No unusual activity at any Starfleet listening post. Excuse me, Admiral. Lieutenant Commander John Sumter, Commanding Officer, USS Shadow. I don't know about the listening post, sir, but the last time I saw Klingon fleets mobilizing this fast, they invaded Cardassia. Understandable. Anything that comes through the gateway goes to the Rayan sector first. But once they're through with us, we're surrounded on three sides by Klingons and Ferengi. They'll be the next ones hit. Hit by what, sir? I'm afraid that information remains on a need-to-know basis, Commander. Hey, tow back your keys. Master of the USS Von Richthofen. You got us mustered up like you want to invade the Brain Confederacy in winter. But then you talk like we've got no more chance than a swarm of gadflies. That second part's what my crew hears, Parker. And they're already watching the news vids of their families being evacuated from every planet near side of Corridan. A little explanation would go a long way toward fleet morale. Here, here, Captain Keyes. I appreciate your forthrightness, Captains, and I'm grateful to your crews for their flexible response to an evolving situation. That's no answer. I'm sorry you feel that way, Captain. Now, I'd like to start going over the evacuation routes for Fulton and Trinity. Is there anyone here from Hawkeye Island? Sir, the gateway. It's activating. Emergency beam out. Get those officers back to their ships. Aye, sir. Then meet me in the CIC. All hands, battle stations. Lieutenant Thrall, what's out there? I'm sensing... Elation, sir. Relief. Relief? Yes, sir, and... 
Bastion. Hail the fleet. All ships, this is Admiral Parker. Charge weapons and prepare to evade incoming fire. Fighter squadrons deploy a screen around the capital ships. Frigates to the starbase perimeter. Hold fire until my order. Fleet acknowledges, sir. Time to gateway connection. Transit complete in five, four, Fleet stand by to fire. Three, two, one. Report. One starship coming through. Just one? I don't see it on visual. Is it Borg? Sir, it's one of ours. Transponder reads, USS Excelsior. All ships stand by. Commander Masterson, that's not possible. The Excelsior is hailing, sir. And there's nothing coming in behind them? No, sir. Gateway is closed. Manor Station reports no unusual activity. What about cloaked ships? Sir, I would detect any intelligent life forms, even if they're invisible. Scan show the Excelsior is heavily damaged, missing substantial interior volume. Admiral Parker, this is Sumter. What are your orders? Yeah, what does Celsius do to get 400 Starfleet phaser banks pointed down her throat? Maintain alert status. Stand by. The Excelsior is repeating her hail, sir. She's also raising shields. Target them. What? Target them, then put them on screen. Now, Commander. Engines to pull and have an escape vector at the ready. I need a threat count, Lieutenant. Task forces 38 and 58 deployed symmetrically between the gate and the planet. Numerous small fighters in screen formation. Frigates puppy guarding the base. Yards evacuated and undefended. Two task forces, eh? We took on more at Gavinon and one... Lieutenant, pick a target. Any target. Except the Von Richterfen, Lieutenant. That's Captain Key's ship. Oh, good point. Don't want to be on his bad side. Captain, the Starbase is returning our hail. On screen. This is Alcar Dovan, USS Excelsior. Admiral, I know we parted ways on troubling terms, but I didn't realize I'd brought the entire Third Fleet down on my head, too. Admiral? Admiral Parker? Yubari, are we on mute? No, sir. Then check the inputs. Could be- Admiral Parker, how hangs the sword? By a horsehair, Lieutenant Rawl. And may it never snap. Four, four, two, four, seven, one, four. Welcome home, Starship Excelsior. All ships stand down red alert and return to patrol formation. Commander Masterson, give me the war room on Earth. I need to talk to the President. Tell her it's about our friend Damocles. And Ovan. I expect your report within the hour. Parker out. An hour? The man must be joking. Mine's finished. You did have six weeks to write it, sir. Not the point. And by the way, Mr. Rawl, what the hell was all that? The Federation still thinks the Sword of Damocles has fallen. After Gevinon, I tried sending the all-clear code, but by the time our transceiver was repaired, it was too late. The quadrant was evacuated and the gateway was closed. Protocol required that Admiral Parker wait for the all-clear, or he was to assume the Excelsior had been subverted by the Bluegills, and act accordingly. And one code phrase was enough to cancel all that? Sir, message from Starbase. Commander Masterson invites us to dock at Berth 13 for immediate repair. USS Prometheus and USS Ticonderoga escorting. 
Heavy cruisers both. We're damaged, but we're not invalids. Our normal dock is birth nine. Why the move? No reason given. Birth 13 is for impoundment. We'll be locked down, cracked open, and searched for any sign of infestation. Well, that explains the heavy cruisers. Anything less, and I'd just as soon make a run for it. Yes, Admiral Parker's met you, Dovam. Follow them in, Mr. Rawl. Submit to all reasonable inspection demands. You'd better start your report, Dovam. True. I suppose you have the bridge, Underwood. Grab a pad. Work on it from here. You can have it done by 1900 and head down to the Marine Party. No, I... I'd better... Well, they're gonna need to get used to you now, Underwood. So be good to them. Or I'll come back here and pull an Underwood on you. Now, that's something I wouldn't wish on anyone, Dovan. I hope... Well, it doesn't matter what I hope. Good luck at any rate. It'll do. Dovan, Captain Alcar, Admiral Parker will see you now. Um, computer. Lights. Belay that, computer. Please join me at the window, Commander. I prefer starlight and planet shine. Besides, we won't need much more for this conversation. It is a beautiful view. You disobeyed my direct orders. In a strictly legal sense, I didn't. You stole the Excelsior. If I hadn't, we wouldn't be here. You were lucky. No. I just made the right call. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've been able to tell the difference. I meant morally, Admiral. I know what you meant. Sit down. With all due respect, Admiral, you're missing two people. And I expected Admiral Tenson. Well, Admiral Tenson is on assignment. And what do you mean, missing? Well, regulations dictate that no fewer than three command officers shall preside over a court-martial board. Commander, I have you on charges of disobeying a direct order, dereliction of duty, theft of a starship, and of course, your extermination of all life on Gavinon Prime triggers an automatic Section 18 hearing. Nevertheless, Admiral, I have not, and do not, waive the right to a trial. Fair enough. But... The Sword of Damocles is covered under the Starfleet Secrecy Act of 2375, subject only to direct presidential review. In effect, I can dispose of you any way I see fit, with or without trial. I see. I'd hoped the Federation Council had gotten around to repealing the Dominion War Acts while we were out. Isaac Brahms made sure it'd be a frosty day in hell before that ever happens. I'm not sure you've taken notes, but you're quite similar to Mr. Brahms' commander. You do whatever it is you set out to do regardless of the cost. You feel free to ignore your superiors, myself included, whenever they get in your way. And you inspire your crew to do the same, despite their own reasonable moral doubts. You are dangerous, commander. More dangerous than half the fleet floating outside right now. 
Look, Admiral, if you want my resignation, just say so. Not at all, Commander. We're promoting you. Excuse me? Well, promotion is a strong word. You will continue to hold your current rank of commander, but we're giving you the Excelsior on a permanent basis. A moment ago, you were sitting there insulting me. You're mistaken. Isaac Brahms was, in many ways, a great man. Even after his arrest, he was loyal to the security of the Federation, saved it more than once. Certainly more than I have. We need people like Isaac Brahms on the front line. I am not Brahms. Nevertheless, you are now officially a starship captain. If there is a crueler punishment in the galaxy, I'm not sure what it is. You're wrong, Admiral. I don't think I am. Now, the Excelsior will complete repairs and restaffing here. Uh, modest base liberties will be permitted. However, due to security concerns, all shore leaves will be canceled and all transfer requests denied. That's outrageous! My crew has earned extended leave more than anyone. They won't leak anything about the Sword of Damocles. Look, I'm certain they're a good crew, Commander, but I'm not sure you realize the gravity of the situation. Because you failed to save the galaxy on schedule, the President ordered the complete evacuation of Earth, Vulcan, Andoria, and dozens of other worlds. The entire Federation has been under martial law for weeks. Every civilian ship commandeered for evacuation duty, and no reason has been given. But then the Excelsior came through the gateway, and an hour later the DEFCON order was cleared. The evacuation fleet turned around, Starfleet demobilized, the riots ended, and the President began searching desperately for a cover story. People are going to connect the dots, Commander. They've already started. No crew, not even yours, can survive the scrutiny of the entire United Federation of Planets. <sighs> you want to sweep this whole thing under the rug and us along with it. You know, I can still resign, Admiral. <laughs> you won't. Starfleet Secrecy Act... No, your mission. Here. I've read your file. Ex Austris Mirificentia, is it? Wonder from the stars? You came out to this task force because you wanted to do some exploring. Yes, that's right. Then do some exploring. The Excelsior and her crew are yours for the next two years. I want you to take her through the gateway and head into uncharted space. The pad I've handed you shows your course. One year out, one year back. Why this route? We have no data on this region. Could be anything out there. Or did you just pick the flight path that gets us away from public scrutiny the fastest? We do have an interest in the region. There have been some unusual readings from known Iconian ruins on several worlds in the Delta Quadrant ghosts, energy spikes, you name it. The pattern of disruptions points back into this region. We want you to investigate. And the rest of the time? Ex Astris Mirificentia, Commander. You know, I've been in the service 18 years and never been within a light year of a first contact until yesterday. I almost blew it up. Been a long time since my Xeno Communications course. Well, we can't all be Trila Scott. Exactly. 
If you'd offered me this mission two days ago, I would have demanded you clap me in irons instead. But now, the only thing I can think of is how I'm going to break the news to Underwood. You won't be. He's receiving new orders as we speak. By this time tomorrow, Joshua Underwood will be a full commander serving as first officer of the USS Voltaire under Captain Kel Maria. I didn't want to allow a single transfer off Excelsior, but it would be extremely unwise, in my opinion, for the two of you to work together again. His report made that very clear. Really? Underwood's report about me was that bad? Yes, it was. Lieutenant Commander Underwood stated that despite thorough monitoring as per my orders, he found no cause to remove you from command of the Excelsior. Since this is quite obviously a lie, I am forced to conclude that you are a bad influence on him, and probably vice versa. I'd better buy him a drink. You'll have to hurry. He won't have much time to pack. I just need one more thing. A new pilot. Why? Is there something wrong with Ensign Rawl? Lieutenant Rawl is more than competent. But what with his confession to murdering two officers, I assumed he'd be off the ship. Ensign Rawl was demoted an hour ago, on my authority. However, his request for transfer to the stockade was denied. But his confession? It proves he committed willful murder. Per regulations, my office will process all documentation Mr. Rawl has submitted and determine whether to prosecute him for his alleged crime within the next 90 days. In 90 days, we'll be on the opposite side of the galaxy. Very astute, Commander. Fortunately for all of us, there's no statute of limitations on murder. So you're just gonna leave it hanging over Rawl's head until all this DEFCON business blows over. I'll certainly be reviewing the documentation he submitted. Will that be quite all, Commander? Yes, Admiral. Good. Then report to my dining room at 1800 tomorrow to go over the details of your new mission. Dismissed, Commander. You're wrong, Admiral. Sometimes. I am not like Isaac Brahms. Is that all? Dismissed. Mm. I can't stop drinking these. I think that might be enough for you, Lorak. We don't want you dancing on tables again. Oh, no, you don't, you Bari. Dr. Sharp only let me out of sickbay if I promise to push fluids. That is absolutely not what I meant, Alex. Mind if I sit? Busted, Lorak. No, we don't mind, Melissa. Come on. I thought you said you were working on paperwork tonight. I was. Transfer request. Transfer request? What for? Doesn't matter. It was denied. Which freed up my evening for a party, at any rate. Oh, come on, Asuka. Don't give me that look. My request had nothing to do with you. Then who? I'm Chief of Security. Part of my job is to make you feel comfortable living and working on this starship. I appreciate it, Asuka. Really. But my beef's above your pay grade. You're not talking about me, I hope. Joshua, have a seat. I will. Thank you, Melissa. 
When did you two get to know each other so well? Well, well, that's rather a long story. And normally I'd save it for another day, but since this is my last day on the Excelsior... What? Yes, I've been promoted. Parker's not ready to give me a ship yet, but apparently I'm fit to be someone's first officer. I transfer out tomorrow. Well, congratulations. Let me buy you a drink. Waiter? I thought all transfer requests had been denied. Well, you heard correctly. I didn't request this. You don't think alcohol No. No. Honestly, I don't. But that doesn't make me regret it any less. I wasted a chance here. Spent all my time trying to take command and missed everything the Excelsior was trying to give me. I should have listened. Not an error I'll make again. And so here I am. And I can't help noticing that nobody's answered my question. Yes, Commander. We were absolutely talking about you. Only bad things, of course. You know, I never understood why they all pick on you, Commander Underwood. They seem to think that you were the only one who tried to mutiny against Dovan at New Victoria. That's a good point. Why aren't you all this mean to Lieutenant Commander Neva, hmm? Not to put too fine a point on it, but Neva was very deliberative and apologetic about committing mutiny. And you weren't. I said not too fine a point, Asuka. Right. So I was blunt instead. Consider me duly chastised. Would you like my seat, Neva? No, I just came by to ask Lieutenant Lorok there if he'd like to dance. This is one of my favorites from when I was a kid on Colt. I... I'm still feeling pretty weak from everything. You go ahead. No, it's not worth it without a partner. You left sickbay pretty fast today. We didn't get a chance to talk. I thought you could use the rest. And I thought... Yes? Nothing, I guess. I'll see you around. You sure, Commander? We have a chair. I think I need to take a rest. Let my pheromones finish cleaning out of my system. I must still be a little foggy. Have a nice night, Commander. Yeah, you too, Lieutenant. I'm not sure what I just saw. Are you two okay? We went through... a lot on Gevinon. And afterward. Do you need counseling? Uh, no. I th- no, I think she'll be fine after some rest. Talk to her. We're not really... I have to do some thinking, too, about everything that happened. That's a medical order, Lieutenant. Talk to her yourself, or you'll talk to her in my office. Better do what she says, Alex, or she might stick that Borg on you. I believe you mean Monty, Mr. Roll. What? Or worse, that ridiculous hologram. That information is not available. Database Database corruption corruption is is extensive. extensive. (laughs) (laughs) What in the stars are they talking about, Melissa? I have no earthly idea. Gentlemen? Can't tell you. Temporal Prime Directive. Oh, that old thing. I'm not sure what to say, so I'm just going to say it. I can't tell you how happy I am to see you alive, Alex. 
I was just about to tell you the same exact thing, Alex. Yeah, see, that's not gonna work. Captain! Sir? I admit it, at first it was cute. Two people at the senior staff meetings with the same first name. Um, they're not the same first name, sir. Alex is spelled with a Z. Like I said, cute. I'm sure Captain Cortez saw it and loved it. But now I'm the captain, and apparently I'm stuck with the both of you for the next couple of years. And I'm just too easily confused to put up with that anymore. It's really not confusing, sir. He's Alex. And he's Alex. Hear the difference? Executive Officer Lorak, what's your middle name? I don't have one, sir. <sighs> Ensign Rawl, what about you? Bivoni, sir. Oh, praise Cobol. From now on, Ensign, your first name on this starship is Bev. With all due respect, sir, I hate that. Well, then too bad you're not the captain. Use it. That's an order. I'll update the computer tonight. Yes, sir. And sir, since Admiral Parker is delaying my transfer request. I understand I'll be continuing in command of the Excelsior's fighter squadron. Well, I'm not sure. XO, that sound good to you? None better, Captain. Then yes. The fighters are all yours, Bev. What about it? The squadron needs a name. When I was captain, the old squadron used to be called the Visionaries. That's the 603rd. They're still operating out of Pollux, though, so we can't reuse the name. You have a suggestion? Yes. I was thinking of calling them the Renegades. In honor of General Brahms' starship? And his sisters before him. I think that's a terrible idea. You're not going to be here tomorrow. He's not alone. Isaac Brahms was a serial murderer who died exterminating a species, and he spent most of the month trying to kill us. The last thing he needs is an onboard memorial. Really? It was his crew that held the line when we fled to that gas cloud, Melissa. His crew that sacrificed themselves to give us a fighting chance. And in the end, he gave up everything. Everything, sir. For us. And for the memory of his sister, Trila Scott, the greatest starship captain of the past century. Revisionist history. We were allies of convenience, nothing more. Roll, he tried to kill you. Personally. And he very nearly did it. Captain... I've made my request. Respectfully, I ask for your decision. I'll inform you of my decision tomorrow. Right now, I want to make sure we have a great party. It's only fair to the guests of honor, after all. Speaking of whom, where's Neva? She headed home for the night. Aw, oh, shoot. I'll have to fill her in on our mission later, then. You got a mission briefing, sir? Yes, I did, number one. And I think you're gonna like it. Take a look out that window. I don't see anything. Then you're not looking. It's just space. Exactly. Space. The final frontier? That's where we're going. Somewhere out there, right now, a star is exploding. A new colony is harvesting its first crop. There are cities made of flame and skies that scream with song. The Starship Excelsior's mission is to seek them out and bear witness. 
this, ladies and gentlemen, is what we were made for. Rest up. Tomorrow, we're embarking on the greatest adventure of our lives. We've all been given a second chance. Get ready to use it. Episode of Star Trek Excelsior, Skipper Sam Cox was played by Elise Crowley, Admiral Parker, Nathan Lisney, Kenneth Dow, Carla Bandera, Sylvester, John Boz, Mayak, Robert Haddon, Basant, Tess Haddon, Commander Masterson, Jan Green, Captain Keys, Clay Duggar, Lieutenant Commander Sumter, Luke Hardy, Malefa Thrall, Julie Bruno, Computer, Caitlin Haney, Narrator, Mike Hennessy, Directed by Jim Smagata, Post Producers, Jim Smagata, Andy Thompson, Gary Colbum, Sean Lampon, Mike Hennessy, Anthony Schaefer, Shane Davidson, and Garrett Mullaney. Line Producers, Luke Hardy, Shannon Miller, and Sam Shapiro. Artwork, John Hoddle. Theme song by Samuel Gillis. Full music credits at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks to Baxter Turnham, Emily Potter, Michael Blaze, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. This has been an Excelsior production. Stay tuned for the first adventure of the Excelsior's new voyage. Gods, get them! Is coming this spring.